What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and, and talk, talk about, about it. Thank you guys so much once again for tuning into the world's only Sopranos podcast. None other exist uh, and if they do, they are lies. Um, Thou shalt have zero other Sopranos podcasts podcast before us. Before, yes. yes. Honor thy father and thy podcasting uh, mm-hmm. uh, other fathers. Honor thy potter. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, just a reminder to give us five stars in review on the Apple Podcast Store. Some great ones happened recently. Uh, like, for example, this guy, JJJ Plus, said, uh, Matt and Vince are the perfect guys to review and contextualize the show that created Prestige Television with the most lovable monsters to ever grace the screen. We're absolutely the perfect guys to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're very good at, like contextualizing and analyzing and, you know. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, uh, so that feels Next that cover feels letter good. I write, that's going to be the thing that I say that I'm good at. Absolutely. You should do that. You are a professional critic and I am also here. Uh, so yeah, please five stars in review. Um, we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. Um, just real quick, um, a a very special announcement. Um, this is going to be an amazing thing. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to start that again. (laughs) All right, just real quick, uh, just a special Pod Yourself a Gun announcement. Vince and I are going to be doing our first ever live Pod Yourself a Gun show on January 15th, 2022. That's a Saturday at 10 p.m. at the Piano Fight Theater for SF Sketch Fest. That's right, sfsketchfest.com. Tickets are on sale now. 
Um, so go to sfsketchfest.com and come see us live. It's mm-hmm. going to be really fun. We're going to do this, um, but like you can see our dumb, stupid faces too. You can you can see our whole stupid faces. I'll I, be there. I wouldn't Vince recommend be- it, but you know, you guys are you guys are piggies. You like the slop? Why not? Do come it. get a live feeding of the <laughs> slop over at SF Sketchfest. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to be there. Vince is going to be there. Brent Flyberg, our producer, is going to be there. And we're also going to have a very special guest to be announced soon. So please do that. It would be great. Um, SFSketchfest.com. It's our first ever live show. So you you really, we need you to come. Anyone in the surrounding area, please come. Because uh, otherwise, if it goes bad, we'll be like, well, fuck this. We're not doing another live show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never again. And ever again and then y'all be sorry i think anyways uh well now that we've gotten that out of the way it is time to talk about season six episode four of the sopranos the fleshy part of the thigh with our guest today who is not only a comedian and a writer but also well, no, just those two things. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> she's a comedian. She's a writer. She's hilarious. She's a homie. I love her. Ladies and gentlemen, Katrina Davis is here. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your soft claps, Vince. Mm-hmm. It's very nice to meet you. I'm so happy to be on this podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I was very excited when you told me that you had started watching The Sopranos, and I was like, Hey, once you get up to, you know, uh, season six or so, hit me up because we need more people to come on this podcast. We have a lot of repeat people because I'll ask someone. I'll be like, hey, you're a comedian. Have you seen The Sopranos? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, well, that doesn't matter. Do you want to talk about it? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, all right, well, (laughs) I don't know what to do with you then. You know? It is better when you've at least seen a little bit of it. Sure. But... I am glad that you're doing this podcast because it gave me a goal to nice. <laughs> the second I was like, oh, now I have to get to season six. <laughs> I just yeah. was like obsessively watching it, but with purpose. So yeah. thank you for that. I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, it, the goal of the show is mostly to get uh, everyone I have ever met to actually watch The Sopranos. Um, and I get nothing out of that. It's not like I get a cut. I just really want people to see it so you're just spreading the good word of soprano for for all the masses to uh, yeah. understand and i think once they have the world will be a better place um so it's sick i'm so i'm very glad to have you on uh just a real quick interview about you and the sopranos uh uh have you do you like the sopranos i do very much like this show yes <laughs> sweet what do you what do you like what do you like about it um i like um, I kind of by accident, I don't even know how, but just kind of got really attached to Goodfellas and Casino mm-hmm. in a young part of my life. So I like I watched The Departed in the theater and like got up and yelled at one point. And nice. I think it was in high school. Like, I don't know. I just get very like emotionally connected to all sorts of characters, but mm-hmm. especially in crime driven things of any genre i get really into like people getting theirs and Mm -hmm. watching all of these um the emotional motivations behind things sure 
people and that on the surface look like they would be just be flying off the handle. But because we're following the story the way we're following the story, you know where these um, things from the outside that look like, oh, he's a madman. It's like, no, they're weak and emotionally barren. Exactly. So. <laughs> they're complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just that they're like violent sociopaths. It's that they have like childhood trauma that they're yeah. working through via smashing someone's, you know, knee with yes. a pipe. They have zero coping skills. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. That is true. It is wonderful to watch the show, I think, from the lens of, like, I don't know, of broken people yes. ra rather than cool guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, do you have, like, a, uh, like, who's your favorite? Do you have, like, a favorite broken person on The Soprano? Oh, my goodness. I have, that's the thing, even when you said that earlier, I was like, oh, gosh. And I like all of them for different reasons. Yeah. Nice. So, like, favorite... <sighs> Hmm. I feel like heart favorite mm -hmm. is probably Bobby. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I fuck with Bobby because I feel like he has some sort of I don't know softness to him mm -hmm. and things. Um, yeah. So he's definitely been my favorite for a while, but I also like Sill a lot too for just oh, consistency. Yeah. And every once in a while, he'll just put a real gem out there. Like, oh yeah. He doesn't really, he's like smacked a couple of broads around, but they don't really sure. show him getting, doing something too gnarly. He's probably killed like the least people. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the, I think the worst thing we ever saw Syl do was shooting Adriana. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it was like. While calling her that, the C word, you know, he didn't have to. Well, yeah, he, he did call her. Like, I know. He, he, would, but that I feel like came from the FBI-ish. I yes. felt that and I was like. That was just the FBI talking, like everyone just being like, <laughs> of all things, how right. could you possibly thought like the, the entire time she was talking to the FBI, I was just talking to myself like you are. That's another thing, even in terms of their education and stuff, yeah. I'll think either you had to have been that delusional, like blinded by love or you're just dumb yeah. because you're yeah. super dead. Like the idea that you thought you were going to be anything other than dead is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. So. No, it is great watching, like, it is it is a show about, like, dumb people trying to, like, navigate something that is way more complicated than they have mm -hmm. the, like, mental capacity to, like, process. Mm -hmm. So, instead, everything that they do is go, well, if TV has taught me anything, this is yeah. how this would work. <laughs> yeah. Like, th they can only draw from their, like, television viewing experience, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, then, that's, every, people... that's everyone now. And then I feel like people will try to reference certain things that they do or learn. And someone's just like, what the fuck is that? And it's like immediately <laughs> dismissed. Yeah. Yeah. Having knowledge is immediately seen as a threat and also yes. like, like a little gay. Like there's yes. something oh, I, suspect I, I, about it. I basically was keeping myself from not saying the F word, from not saying what I really thought their normal reaction is. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the second you evolve at all in terms of education mm -hmm. or like your ability to communicate emotion, you will get laughed at in slow motion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> People are just like, oh, I don't know. There's, uh, I, I suspect he is now a homosexual having this <laughs> knowledge about like Schrodinger's equation. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, is there, um, I would say like, is there someone 
so you you have not finished the the you've you're you've got three episodes left. Yes. I've always wondered, like, do you do you know what happens? Like, have you did no. you you do you you haven't heard about like the ending? All I know is that it's abrupt. I have no yeah. idea what it actually is. Oh, okay, okay. Well, and well, you know, I, I won't say anything. It's uh, other than like don't don't build it up too much that's uh, what i mean like i'm excited to just see how it ends but that's all i've heard is, okay yeah, that it's yeah all right well i won't i want you know i don't want to spoil nothing but uh you know it's uh not a great ending but, but it's you can't also, spoil nothing <laughs> i mean i won't spoil anything but we can spoil stuff for people who are listening that's fine oh, okay. you know what i'm saying i won't spoil anything for you let's get into <laughs> the fleshy part of the podcast and before we do of course we must first play the theme song pod 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I like that way too much. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny again. After like six seasons of this, I'm, you know, I'm like, Oh, people are probably very annoyed by that theme song, but I'm like, the guests like it. Yes, and I just walk around my apartment like cleaning and going, meep, 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 <laughs> like imitating the internet yep. just every time I hear that song. You're you're the second person so far this season who has done an impression of that. <laughs> I love it. Every, love everyone's it. got a different version. It uh, just also, even in that song itself, reminds me of a certain era of songs. Oh, like yeah. Like a little bit. It is just like a twinge of like, yeah, let's put some cool digital stuff at the yeah. end. Yeah. It makes yeah. me giggle. Yeah, it is very, uh, it's a very specific like time period. A lot of the musical choices on the show. Yes. Um. So today we are talking about from season six, episode four of The Sopranos, the fleshy part of the thigh, which premiered on April 2nd, 2006. Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis. Tony goes home and returns to business, perhaps with a new frame of mind. Polly receives a shock about his mother. All right, great, great synopsis. And uh, Vince, also let us know, like, what was happening at the time that this particular episode came out? Yeah, 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 that's right, Matt. Uh, you know, you can't evaluate uh, the culture, <laughs> sure. uh, the context, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Culture, blah, 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 blah. And Same that's thing. why we have the Remember When machine. What? What? Teddy, daddy, mama, shoot Remember then, 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 then. Remember when? Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We're going all the way back to April 2nd, 2006. Uh, some things that were going on. Uh, there was a, an outbreak of 60 tornadoes. I didn't even know tornadoes could have outbreak breaks. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like it's herpes. Yeah, it hit northeastern Arkansas, the Missouri Boot Hill, Boot Heel, the Missouri Boot Heel. You know that place. And West Everyone Tennessee killing uh, 29 people. 
Uh, look out for those tornadoes, yo. Watch out. Watch um, out. New York Times has this one. A job for life? GM puts an end to that fading idea. <laughs> for some time now, there have been rumblings about the gradual end of that cuddly, outdated phenomenon in which a worker landed a job in his early 20s and could, if he so desired, keep it for life. Well, Why are they making it sound like some sort of like, oh, that cuddly, protected, little cutesy lifestyle <laughs> of job stability? Because already the- it's a joke in the early 2000s. and like. Well, I was about to say the idea that this would be an article in 2006. Yeah. Me and my mom had already been talking about this yeah. for years because my dad was the only person in our house that had a job like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. my parents are six years apart and we were like, you're in two totally different workforces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, already like when I like I'm old enough to where when I was like going to like high school and maybe college even that was still sort of an idea like it was sort of a goal to have like i remember hearing the like career counselors be like you know you got to stay in a job for like at least 18 months because you don't want like big gaps in your resume and blah 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 now it's like if your company lasts that long uh kudos to you you know (laughs) yeah the idea of working at any place that's going to have longevity so that it's not just that you would be hired there for life it's that your wages uh at that company would i don't know go up with inflation and you would make like people some, had you, pensions they would pay you yep. to yes. retire not like 401k where like we, we let you use your own money in the stock market right uh, <laughs> yeah they actually yeah. like paid you Hope that works out to you know go the fuck away and uh play golf i love 401ks is like the like the smartest little scam i've ever heard they're just like we're gonna open up a savings account and put the money that you earn in it for you. And it's like, well, it's before taxes. So that's cool. It's yeah, the one yeah. thing. It's like, no, that's not. you're not giving. I already, what do you? Oh, yeah. If you want that money now, you get like half of it. Or you yeah. can just visit it until you're 70. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see that money until you're old yeah, as fuck. You can just stare. Yeah, I have some I can just look at. It's just, just like, I. This, I'm like, hi. <laughs> this this article is not sufficiently like sad enough in well, tone. But that's just going. the frame. Um, well, with General Motors' recent offer to pay any of its 113,000 union employees in North America to give up that guarantee, the word gradual may lo- no longer apply. History could show this as the moment <clears throat> when the system finally stumbles to a halt, no matter how many workers ac- actually accept GM's offer. Uh, GM was the last bastion of lifetime employment system, said John A. Challenger, chief executive of Challenger Gray and Christmas, the outplacement firm. What? That is a a fake name. Challenger (laughs) Gray and Christmas? Yeah. That sounds like a business from Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Challenger Gray and Christmas definitely had a meeting with the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to discuss like city planning in Gotham. Yes. We're gonna replace all of the trades with scary clowns. <laughs> I was about to say they definitely have something to do with floats. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So GM is buying people out. Uh and then, you know, I thought I'd go to the post because they got an article that's actually about the Sopranos. Oh, very nice. What's Tony smoking? How TV's toughest drama became a farce. Something funny has happened to The Sopranos. It was once TV's toughest drama, on par with its former HBO stablemate, Oz, the ultraviolent prison series. This is so New York. Just a few years ago, Oz and The Sopranos were the poster programs for a new unprecedented wave of brutality on TV. (laughs) 
The Sopranos, in particular, made headlines when one character, Ralph Cifaretto, cruelly beat a prostitute to death. Later, Ralph was himself beaten to death by Tony Soprano, who carried off Ralph's head in a bowling ball bag. The Sopranos is still violent, but it has also become something else that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a television series about the mafia. It has become hilarious. In the past, The Sopranos occasionally displayed flashes of humor in and among its scenes of operatic savagery and family drama. How did it take them six seasons to realize that The Sopranos six was seasons. a comedy show? Yeah, like, honestly, this is so fucking, like, this is the encapsulated, like, right-wing dumb guy brain, <laughs> yeah, which is like, really is. you watch this show for six seasons about a mafioso in therapy, and and it took you six seasons to be like i don't know man this show kind of funny though like how fucking stupid yeah. are you now here's some it examples opens, it opens with him in therapy being soft talking about a dream he had where a seagull flies away with his penis it's a fucking comedy yeah. show yeah how funny think model train hobbyist bobby bacala in an engineer's cap funny <laughs> funny wearing funny hat. The funny hat. I was just about to say that is what they reference. Yeah. Is just like Bobby having any kind of like multifaceted character. Like I get that it is kind of funny, but like just him in the hat. Period. Yeah, the, the, they're like, oh man, this show got jokes. It got like he's wearing a hat at one point. That's funny. Like it's like, like they still aren't get. It's you know why they don't think it's a comedy because they didn't get the jokes until they right. saw Bobby Bacala wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, they realized it was supposed to be a comedy. Uh, or scowling Steve Van Zant as No Neck Silvio in that ridiculous hairpiece. Or newly health conscious Vito Spadafore obsessing about his diet. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, you know they talk, but they reference Sill like he's a new character. Yeah. He's been there the whole time. Yeah, What's going on the with time. these people? Where it's like it's season six, and they're like, you know what? That guy has never changed his facial expression. That is, <gasps> they didn't. Yeah, they didn't even mention something new with Sylvia. Like I thought they were yes. going to say having an asthma attack. But instead, they're just like, no, the way he wears that hairpiece. It's yeah. like, it just took you six seasons. He's wearing a hairpiece. It's, well, it's funny. I mean, like, this is from an era. Like, basically, the, this writer wanted to talk about how funny the recent episode was with, like, Cleaver and mm -hmm. uh, Little Carmine. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the so episode before this. they had to, like, invent this, like, false frame of, like, the Sopranos is kind of funny now. What's up with that? And so they yeah, have to right. like invent this fake persona that just discovered that the Sopranos was funny. And it's like, you can just, you can just write about the, the last episode. That's okay. If that's what you want right. to write about, go, go ahead. You don't, yeah. Well, I feel like they could have written that and not made it about the observation of it being funny, but yeah. more about them kind of going that more into another world. Cause I was yeah. like, when Ben Kingsley showed up, I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah. Like that definitely was like, Oh, I did not know they were going to do this much yeah. over there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's clear. Yeah, I th I think that's right that they just are like, this is an article that they just wanted to say, man, that was the funniest episode I've ever seen, and yeah. I don't know how to talk oh, about yes. that without it. it well, we don't know how to make that sound newspapery without yeah, exactly. How to make this newspapery? Uh, and then the, it ends on this paragraph. What's next? Maybe Tony's New Jersey mob family will settle its differences with Johnny Sack and his New York crew with an all-out, no-holds-barred pie fight. These guys cool. 
cool. don't know what funny is. <laughs> yeah, it's also true. And because they because they went from being like, oh my gosh, you guys, did you ever realize that Bobby wears a hat to them being like, I hope that the next episode is just 10 banana cream pies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, why <laughs> are those your only things that you think are funny? Those what is are the going only on? References. That's amazing. Yeah, they're like, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do next, but it, I swear if Tony shakes like Philly Charles hand and there's a little buzzer in there, yeah. I'm going to lose <laughs> yes, my shit. Exactly. If somebody has like a lapel with a flower that squirts water, I swear <laughs> I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> if somebody jokes about there not being anchovies on his pizza, who oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my, my sides are gonna bust. If somebody uh, at a party shows up with a lampshade <laughs> on his head, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> this guy. Also, no, not even that it shows up. This person gets drunk at parties and thinks that's a great idea and comes into the room with the lampshade on yeah, their head and yeah, is like, that, ah, that, it is ah? the guy. This it's just the writer revealing the types of jokes he does at parties when he's drunk. <laughs> I always show up with 10 banana cream pies. I don't know. It's just my thing. They call me 10 banana cream Rick. That's what I'm known for. His wife's just like, I'm not going if you wear that hat. <laughs> not Hats doing are it. funny. I told you this. Uh, yeah. Top movies in the country were Ice Age, The Meltdown, Inside Man, yeah. ATL, Failure to Launch, and V for Vendetta. Mm. Uh, the uh, top pop song was Bad Day by Daniel Powder. Oh my goodness! Don't really remember. You had that. a bad day. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's a great one. That song seems like it's like forty years old. I can't believe it came I know. out. In is, I think that's a song. It has to be that. Song. No, it is. It is. That's <laughs> oh, okay, exactly okay. right. Uh, the top rock song is still "Speak" by Godsmack, and that Oops. was the "Remember When" machine. Well, Wait, which Godsmack song is that? No idea. I, oh. I, I've been I've been thinking about that for a while. At some point, I'm going to play it <laughs> and uh, figure it out. But hey. Godsmack, I'll tell you, the time this episode came out, it was a big time for Godsmack. It was a big time for uh, idiots finally realizing The Sopranos is funny. Uh, and it was a big time for uh, workers getting fucked by uh, large employers. So that was what was going on at the time of this episode. And now we're going to move on to the Bada B stories. Um, and this is a special um, Bada B story. Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. I mean, you know what, ep- what number episode this is? I don't. It's the 69th. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That's cool, man. I mean, we should have done something special. That's the sex Freaking number. Sweet. It is. It's a sex. I didn't even know, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool, dude. Thank you. For- yeah. When you're done listening to this episode, 69 was someone to Godsmack. Yes. In honor of the 69th episode. <laughs> exactly. It's Just the only write way- out Sopranos, but make the S the Stussy S. On your oh notebook. hell yeah. yeah! But also do sixty nine. Sure, no one does sixty nine really. I mean, people do it, but I feel like it's uh, yeah, not enough. Anyways, um, <laughs> I gotta <laughs> just it's nice, but just not everyone wants it. Uh, so um, so yeah, the Bada Bee stories. This this was an interesting episode to do Bada Bee stories for me because of the fact that this episode is jam packed with shit. Yeah, There's a lot of randomness. So many storylines in this yes. episode <laughs> that um that yeah, that I had trouble keeping track of them all. So, um but for me the big one uh about this episode uh is that this is the episode in which Bobby 
uh, has the dumbest plan in the world, oh my uh, gosh. which is to uh, get paid by a rapper to, for him to shoot that rapper and help his album sales, which is maybe the one of the dumbest plans I've ever heard on The Sopranos. That's why this episode's Bada B Stories uh, is called Bob's Plan. Mm. I've been in a coma, starting no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful with my crime family. Don't post up a quote calling me self-pitying. Trying to get this nurse to give me some more morphine. Tony almost died and now he's pissy. Yeah. Shot by Uncle Junior, but he still blames Bobby. Rap the name Deluxe, got shot like Fitty. Bobby has a plan to help out his underling. Bob's plan. Bob's plan. It's Drake. Bobby watching Marvin rap. Yeah. Calls his shot up friend X Lax. Says he'll gladly bust a cap <laughs> in his butt. Might go down his B.O.B. Buckalock. Shot him in the leopard cheek in his butt again. Only costing seven G's. And still. Bad things. There's a lot of bad things in the B story. B too many, too many, too many <laughs> stories. So yeah. Check this Who out. Though. Did Aye. This? Aye. Somewhere in the nun, Rian Dottie's telling Polly, your mama is your aunt and your auntie's your mommy. What the <laughs> fuck? How long have she been lying on me? Who is Russ? Is he that old guy from the party? Now back to Tony. All right. Watch a well, boxing on Saturday. Shut like- up. Who made that? <laughs> that was all me, dude. That's all me. Matthew, you did not. I did. That is oh what my I gosh. do. That was so fucking dumb and great. Thank oh you. Oh my god. I fucking love you. And uh Vince, did you like it? Oh, I loved it. It was great. That's so much better than the original even. Did you it's about the Sopranos? Also, my favorite background part was this is Drake. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who didn't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's some people don't know. I did that You're mostly right. for Vince because sometimes Vince is like, I don't know who this is. I don't know this it, it was that it was, was Drake um, I, I knew that one. Shit. Oh, I know God. I know him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so that contains the full. Obviously, the full song will be at the very end of the episode. You know, check it out. Stick around so to the good. end. But um, yeah, lots of storylines in there. Um, we've got uh, fucking Tony Soprano is uh battling with the insurance uh lady nurse uh mm. and he's also trying to shake down an emt and he's also uh meets some guy named schwinn who is a physicist uh he also <laughs> hangs out with a rapper <laughs> like Look, so you much meet a lot of on. people at the hospital this is like some Tuesdays with Maury ass episode right here. I was so. about to say it was like the hospital turned into mash at the end <laughs> and they just had like this weird ragtag team of dudes. Like well, what is going on? Now you know why there's so many shows set at a hospital. You can, uh, a lot of people meet there and uh, interact with each other and it leads to some wacky situations. It, it definitely like makes sense as to why there would be so many storylines in, in that like, yeah, it's true. Every hospital TV show is just like, 
what are here's a thousand different storylines that we can cram into this and usually they space it out like this doctor takes on this b story this doctor takes on the other one instead tony is just kind of a lightning rod for a thousand different things all of which he has to have like an opinion or mm. some sort of like i don't know like he has to emotionally process with one and it just for me it's a strange episode because I still find it incredibly funny. I think it's a really funny episode, but well, I, it's like it's busy. They, they brought so many, like you're saying, they brought so many people to him. Yeah. So he has all of the stuff that is happening inside the hospital. And then like people are coming into his hospital trying to do business. Like, yeah. yeah. So he's still got, yeah. It's like, instead of breaking away for, um, I mean, even for- like an episode, uh, which I feel like I don't know which one it was where mm-hmm. he's like in the dream state the whole time. Right. Yeah. The last two. Yeah. 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 So like breaking away for a little bit and having like a separate story that is Tony trying to live or get better in this hospital. As soon as he's conscious in the hospital, it's mm-hmm. like hospital and regular Soprano. Shit. Exactly. And, and because it all happens in just kind of the same location, it gets a little bit like, I don't know, it's, too, it's a little too busy. And the, and the, the storylines, the two storylines that kind of do break away from the hospital. Um, although they are still in the hospital as well is, Polly's storyline about finding out who his real mother is, and then also Bobby's storyline about helping out this rapper named Marvin. And um, I feel like we need to start with Bobby's storyline here because of the fact that it's only a few scenes and it it leaves such a lasting impression. Yeah, like I feel like I remembered this part of the episode. Like in my mind, not having watched this uh, episode for like 10 years, like the episode mm-hmm. was all about Bobby, like helping a struggling rapper to get street right. cred. And then I rewatch it and I'm like, oh, that's like one scene. And it's right. like, and I think you remember it because you're kind of dreading it because it's like, it's like a slow motion car wreck. It's kind of the TV writer version of the uh, New York Post op-ed we just read where they have to invent right. this fake persona for themselves where they've never heard of rap or don't know anything. Right. It's like this. <laughs> and yeah. that's kind of where I felt in this episode, I was watching it and being like, what is like again like of all of the people that they could have written for him to meet in the hospital Mm -hmm. like why do they all of a sudden have like the most like honestly probably the most black people they've ever had at any one given time on screen (laughs) and then also like you're saying matt there were scenes in this episode where i straight up felt claustrophobic like i was like they won't let that many people in a hospital room (laughs) someone needs to leave like there's so much happening yeah like all of like the rapper and his entourage the old man is Mm -hmm. dropping all this philosophical knowledge like you said bobby scheming Mm -hmm. with this other rapper watching this rapper in the hospital (laughs) and not only that but like this episode continues i think the sopranos long tradition now six seasons long of trying and miserably failing to write black people uh into the show and it's like this might be their worst attempt at it too. this is their this is fame i think for me famously their worst attempt people often point out like massive genius the you know uh, bokeem woodbine's character in i think it was like season two uh, of the sopranos or maybe even season one um and people I, I think i at one point got this episode confused with that one but this is the worst one this is the one where <laughs> every black character that they write 
they they kind of just make them punchlines and they also write them in this very like unnatural way in which you feel like they are doing an impression of what they think a black rapper sounds like for sure and in their defense but also mm-hmm. not their defense i feel like this might feel like the worst one because it is the closest to an actual attempt yeah like you're saying yeah. like um uh the boyfriend mm-hmm. was oh, sure yeah meadow's most, boyfriend. but he was yeah meadow's boyfriend was had you know the most even to speak yeah and 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 he was like supposed to be he was more an impression of a college kid he was right his whole archetype was this like yeah um upper crust right exactly like rich la kid who was like Uh he was definitely he he was like it's like they used his biracialness to make him even more stereotypes crammed into one person. Sure, but sure. they also developed him more totally. than any other, every other black character that's coming to mind right now totally. is someone that is either like Chrissy was fucking with in yeah. the hood yes. or like they talk to for a second or say something racist. And this is something yeah. that made me like, laugh out of irritation in terms of the black characters is like something super gnarly will happen with a black character that you probably will never see again. Somebody will say something super racist and then it just cuts. Yeah. Right. Like that's where the thought stops is like, well, what are you going to do? Black people. And then it just is like (laughs) next scene. And that happened so much that I started laughing anytime a black character showed up Yes, because I knew it was going to be like them doing something one dimensional, them being like, see, told you. And then just, it would go somewhere else in the city. Exactly. And I I feel like one of the (laughs) scenes uh, that that really shows up in is um, there's this scene in the episode where Tony has been invited by uh, a rapper named Deluxe, who has been shot seven times, is invited to watch a boxing match in uh, in his hospital room. And he he takes along this guy, uh, John Schwinn, who is um, an old man that Tony meets in the hospital. Who's Hal Holbrook, who just has like the best voice. Oh, he's got a great voice. Oh, yeah. It's like they made Jack Kerouac and Mark Twain into a hospital patient. (laughs) And we're just like, yeah, this is Tony's friend. Yeah. And uh, and to me, like this scene is like the ultimate David Chase doing like, this is what a smart philosophy guy sounds like. Mm -hmm. And also being like, and of course he's not appreciated by these black people. (laughs) And it was just honestly was like one of those scenes where I felt the most uncomfortable at the, like the written dialogue in it for all of the black characters in the scene. I have a clip of it. It's actually an illusion. Those two boxes are separate entities. What the fuck? Illusion. The separate entities is simply the way we choose to perceive them. I didn't choose nothing. It's, it's physics. The boxes, you, me, we're all part of the same quantum field. You have a substitute teacher at Carver Middle School. He's a rocket scientist, for Christ's sake. You were saying. The fact is, nothing is separate. Everything is connected. Everything is everything. I'm down with that. Get the fuck out of here. The universe is just oh, a man. big soup of molecules bumping up against one another. The shapes we see exist only in our own consciousness. Keyshawn, don't make me come over there. There's just... I, f- I the mean, bit- Deluxe appreciated it. He was the only one in the room that appreciated it, I think. I, I was about to say, the one thing I will give them 
mm-hmm. credit for is having him pay attention because also that is like a little Easter egg to that guy's album because right. he's like a real rapper or whatever. Right, yeah. But I do also feel like they put a lot of things around him that are super stereotypical. Like he's got his baby mama in yes. there. She's yelling at him. Mm-hmm. He has all of these other things around. And I do feel like even at the time, they probably were like, well, this what we got, we gave him the one black guy that gets it. Right. Like, he's yeah. Smart. yeah. <laughs> what more do you want from us? And, and but I, yeah. I do feel like even in racism, they do a very telling thing of the black people are like, uh, I barely understand some of the words you're using to describe this. And then the Italian people are just right above them being like, nah, I don't know. That sounds fucking weird. Like they're right. not that much better. Yeah, right, right. They're, they're definitely both like different levels of stupid. And you've got Tony <laughs> and Deluxe being the people who are like, nah, yes. we, 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 you know, we get this. Right. But it is for a show that obviously I think shows uh, a, a huge emotional and intellectual range in its Italian characters and that has very few black characters. It is a thing yes. that stands out when you decide Absolutely. to make, uh, you know, the very few black characters that you have into kind of punchlines. And oh, yeah. So like almost what, exclusively short of Hirsch's old lady. She's yeah, like yeah, the most yeah. well-rounded black character. And she says like maybe three words. Yeah. Maybe three words the whole time. And like her entire, uh, yeah, her entire character is that, <laughs> oh, wow. So Hesh likes yes, black women. I'm a prop. She's literally <laughs> yeah. a prop, right? To just <laughs> right. exist as yeah. a preference, proof of a preference. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. So getting into Bobby's storyline we start off I with mean, um just on a macro level like the, like this if you reshoot this episode and you take out the insurance lady and like the rap guy mm-hmm. it's probably a better episode and like nothing yes. mm-hmm. nothing else really changes like they're kind of just these two like what if uh we did a 50 cent episode and it's like yes. okay right. sure like you can I don't know I, I th- there's this thing that certain shows do where I think someone pitches something and mm-hmm. uh, and then they come up with something better, like on the way to writing that thing that they pitched. But then they don't throw out the the pitch. Like there's they're still married to the structure, right. even though it works better just as like a totally. jumping off point that you like throw away at some point. Like you could have uh, thrown away the whole uh, fifty cent storyline. I don't know if that's what they started with, but it kind of feels like a s- slow motion uh, car wreck mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, we see exactly where this story. You don't need to go there. Like, okay. Yeah. One, like you said about the train wreck earlier, the second that Bobby's talking to him and he's like, uh, I don't want to know when it's coming. I was like, great. Now I'm stressed this entire episode. This guy to get shot. I don't like knowing that a shooting is coming. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, they could have done some, some cutting and I think Mm -hmm. it would have, you know been a better episode at the same time it's hard to judge too because of the fact that um this is very memorable it's memorable for being dumb but it is memorable um and bobby's storyline starts with tony is watching bobby eat you know tony is now awakened from his coma watching bobby eat and kind of jealously because tony is not allowed to he he's about to go into surgery to like close up his wound and he tells Bobby, you know, uh, first it becomes clear he's blaming Bobby for the fact that Junior shot him because he had to play with his trains, you know. <laughs> yes. And um, and Tony tells him straight up, like, you can't hide behind this brother-in-law shit forever. Like, at some point, I'm going to hold you accountable for, for shit, like, as if you were mm-hmm. any person. 
You know, mm-hmm. like he he probably wouldn't cut someone else the same amount of slack that he cuts Bobby um, right. if Bobby wasn't married to Janice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bobby is hanging around the hospital and we see that like Deluxe has been just wheeled in and he's been shot seven times and they're talking about how it's increased his album sales. His album, by the way, is called Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I which didn't, I would not have gotten unless I had the subtitles on. I had the subtitles on. It just sounds like Armageddon, but it's yeah. armor getting. Oh, yeah, pretty good. I still don't. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still not great. Um, and so then Bobby uh, runs into uh, this is Deluxe's underling, uh, Marvin. And he walks into him doing some raps, and uh, and I have a I have a clip of of this. Don't put on that face; it don't make me weak. Keep your eyes to yourself, you sexy freak. Nah, I like it better. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes to yourself, bitch. I'm on a murder streak. Kind of wanna ask, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's fine. You're writing a song, huh? Are you a rap star? My son would know. Deluxe gonna produce my album. Then he gets shot. Make him gangster number one. It's like he losing focus on my shit. My son says he's more popular than ever because of it. What I know is I ain't gonna have no major release this shit. <laughs> no, sorry. That was perfect. Hey, 50 Cent, it's your cousin, Marvin Cent. <laughs> you know shit. that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> oh, shit. That's very funny. Well, I hated that yeah. rap lyric so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would you threaten a sexy freak to not look at you? Don't you want sexy freaks to look at you? What's it, going on? Right. Like, and he's like, I want to kind of warn her ass. It's like, warn right. her. Right. I was like, why? Wait, a murder streak of what? Women who look at you? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like those lyrics. They weren't I don't fire. Like going with this message, sir. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, Bobby is, you know. Bobby is now cooking up this scheme like, oh, this guy is, you know, he he's mad because his album's not going to get released. And apparently getting shot makes you gangster number one. So Bobby runs into Marvin um, uh, waiting outside of the hospital and tells him about his idea. Hey, what if you also get shot? Uh, And there's also wait. Is the guy who plays Marvin Tretch from Naughty by Nature? It is. It is Tretch. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yeah. He acted in so much stuff like around this time yes. that he was just like either he was a bad boy or he would be like the sexy new boyfriend on Li- Living Single that everyone would woo- <laughs> they would put like a woo track on. Yeah. He would just have like a le- a leather vest on and no shirt underneath. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I knew that was him. Okay. Yeah. And I felt like good for, you know, it's like, it's cool to see him getting work uh, because you're like, yeah, naughty by nature. That's fucking great. But also you feel a little bit bad to because of it's... This is what it is. It's such like this like comedic punchline of a storyline that i almost felt a little bad for him. Oh, i was watching it and being like even in terms of not even as him being a real rapper but in remembering like oh no he was trying to get like real roles yeah. and try to like be one dimensional and uh, be multi-dimensional and then he was like oh one of the roles that is technically the biggest is me being like a rapper i would constantly make fun of yeah yeah someone who who's so dumb that he thinks the idea of paying seven grand to get shot is worth it is worth it so bobby pitches this idea and eventually he buys into it he's like all right and he gives bobby seven thousand dollars 
to shoot him in the fleshy part of the thigh. So here's what Bobby, I want to know. Like I don't yeah. I don't remember. I haven't seen the next few episodes in a long in a long time. Like, is there any uh, follow up after he shoots the guy in the ass? None. Is there any like zero? Because when you <laughs> he shoots all. the guy in the ass, you're kind of like, okay, so did he get street cred from that, or because he was he seemed angry when he got shot in the ass, as if being shot in the ass like doesn't give you street cred? I thought the exact same thing, yes. Vince, and I love that you pointed that out because I think that it is just another. Um, <laughs> Um, another example of how little they give a shit about the black people they write in this show. <laughs> yes. like, you're like, who cares if it well, works? Well, it was kind of, yeah. shot him and he got his money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, like the button of that whole sequence you would think would, would be like that guy being mad because like some fat mobby, mafia Something. guy took his money to shoot him in the ass and now he's like a joke in his neighborhood or something. Or even if they like had it play on the TV, mm-hmm. like... ADR that somebody got shot and their album sales all like went up, but like less right. than they said the other guys did or something. Right. They could have done anything. They were like, anything. done. Or They're he got, done He with got them, dropped Vince. from his record label after getting shot. Yeah. Right. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Some sort of like some closure. Yeah. Some closure, <laughs> something, some catharsis that like to where that sequence had a reason for being nope, there, I guess. It doesn't. And it's one of the reasons it stands out so much. It yeah. is you, they really did play an entire 50, cent arc that guy's just for this punch that line. guy's rap sales are the pine barons uh right. the, the, the russian season. yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yes what the fuck happened with that guy <laughs> what happened to marvin it's the same I waited question for him Katrina. to come back for so long i wanted that man to come back well i also like mm-hmm. formed a weird bond with him yeah. over oh, yeah. the course of that episode where i started rooting for him in a weird oh, way oh totally 100 like, percent. he killed yeah. 10 czechoslovakians yeah. <laughs> yes, I hope that he just like found a wife and lives in a cabin up there or something. We yeah. all we all hope the best for the Russian and we hope the best for Marvin because as far as we know, this is the final Marvin scene of the Sopranos. You got to give credit where credit is due. He fucking sold the shit out of that line. Like, he was very funny. And it's like, it just, the fact that they don't follow up, the the assumption is, oh, because he got shot in the ass, it doesn't give him the street cred. And uh, and that's just mean. But anyways, uh, then uh, at the end of the episode, Bobby gives Tony his cut from this stupid ass storyline and we move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's what Bobby's motivation was. His whole motivation. To begin with, right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. He's getting back in Tony's good graces. He's being a good earner right. by. He's being a good earner. And uh, so let's move on to uh, this other storyline. Um well, I mean, let's just we're just going to have to parse through some of Tony's. Um, uh, you know, we've got him being treated in the hospital and um, just really pressing that morphine button. So Tony, uh, he looks over and he sees the Ojibwe saying uh, about, you know, while we feel pity for ourselves, a great wind is carrying us across the sky and thinks that like Janice put it up. And I, I think that's kind of like the... The big theme of this episode is like self-pity. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone is is uh, is filled with all of the self-pity while not appreciating the things that they do have, which is fine. That's that's fine. And then um, we get to see 
an, a character that we've seen before, um, who we haven't seen in a while since I think two seasons ago. Uh, Aaron Arkaway. Yeah, the, the best, the guy, just the <laughs> best, uh, the best callback. Yeah, that he, it, that it he was, shows up wearing a like Terry Shivo shirt. Terry Shivo <laughs> vigil oh, yeah. shirt. Yeah. Oh my god. Terry Shivo. If you don't, if you're not familiar, Terry Shivo was a woman who was uh, brain dead. Uh, in a, um, she wasn't in a coma. She just was like, she was literally like a vegetable. Um, and there was a huge right to life Ooh, thing I in like the, I don't know, was it like the late nineties or early two thousands? Yeah. She was like the, the f- she was like the Elian Gonzalez of, uh, veg- vegetative states where like half, yeah, but- of, <laughs> half of her family yeah. wanted to pull the plug and half were like religious and wanted to keep her alive. Yeah. And you said the Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like this huge, okay. like culture war thing yeah. that happened in like the early 2000s where it was like if you were a, a right to lifer then you were just like no let the person live forever in a vegetative state as if like god wants you alive no matter what your condition is or you know people are like hey pull the plug so just a little like glimpse into more into what aaron arkaway is like what i like about aaron arkaway is that his I never the best. I never really knew his first and last name. Right. He and, also has zinc oxide on his nose, which is just like a nice yeah, touch. Right. <laughs> like, was the vigil at a beach? What's I, happening? I mean, he's out there all day, like protesting. He's protesting. So, he's got to, you know, you got to oh, watch okay, out for melanoma. Enough. Exactly. Oh my goodness. But uh, what I love about it is the way that he uh, yeah, he shows up, and I have a clip of that. Have you heard the good news? Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> Aaron Arkaway, Jan's friend. Oh, yeah. Right. Then Carm comes in. Is this Aaron Arkaway? Hey. What are you fellas doing here? <laughs> I love just, hey. There's something about him that I'm just like, I could see. I a whole show about Aaron Arkaway, please. Yeah. No, he's oh, one of yes. the best single-serving Sopranos, episode, or Sopranos characters ever. Absolutely. I'm, I feel like... The only reason his like sweet innocence is still protected in this world is because he believes in God that much. Like he, this, and because slow yeah. narcoleptic human has <laughs> met it, made it this far in life. What is going on? It is. He's definitely like protected. Like God's yes, plan. God looks after yeah. babes, fools, and Aaron Arkaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, someone watching that shit close, as Drake would say. Um, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. 
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And Aaron kind of uh, serves as kind of a delivery device for a new character we're going to meet named uh, Bob Brewster, the other Bob that's not Bobby in this episode, who um, he's kind of plays your archetypal like uh, evangelical character. Yeah. Who smooth faced religious huckster. Exactly. And he seems to exist primarily to do kind of like. I don't know, topical evangelical debatings with uh, the Sopranos world, which I, I, I don't fully like I don't hate it because I, I do like Tony engaging in like these kind of, I don't know, culture war questions sometimes. But it did seem like I wasn't entirely sure what the point of of his character uh, I was. Mean, Tony's come out of a coma. He's got some. He's pondering the big questions in life, and so he's torn between a few forces. One being like the really uh, reactionary Protestantism that this guy represents, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like the the sort of old fashioned Catholicism that he's been raised in, and then you know, and then you got your Neil deGrasse Tyson in the form of 
Hal Holbrook, who's going to, yeah. well, yeah. actually the concept of the self. I think it did exist for the most part to, um, I don't know, to let the writers have their smarmy little liberal moments where they're just like, these evangelicals are crazy, huh? And that's not that I don't disagree. They are fucking crazy, but like, I don't know if Tony is necessarily the guy who's gonna who's gonna point that out. Yeah. Um, well, it's more that he's sort of the target of, like when you're a dying person or like a recently, uh, you know, not like, like a recent coma victim, you're sort of uh, at the mercy of, you're sort of the, you're sort of the you. you're sort of the target of people's like various uh scams and sure and, you know like the he's got like he's dealing with that guy he's dealing with the EMT he's dealing with mm-hmm. the insurance lady he's sort of torn between people trying to oh. use his like I was about to say so status. is he supposed to be just like another vulture or something I, yeah I, I that's think the, so what I got. Okay. that's the impression and, I got and I think he's like he's definitely ripe for grifting because he's a big get for this Bob Brewster guy like if he yeah. were to convert him into a born again Christian that's a huge get for his church uh-huh. of the open door or whatever the so fuck like one more person coming in that kind of low-key wants something yeah exactly it wants something from him and what he wants is his soul which is uh that's a big ask <laughs> oh, wow. um so yeah he shows up again first they have like a debate about you know um Viagra if that were ever banned by God. <laughs> I was about to say, in terms of you saying they use this for like their liberal jabs and yeah. him being a devout Catholic, it's like, yeah, that's as like smart, like as yeah. like gotcha as he gets to get. Yeah, right. He's like, hey, you know, what about Viagra over here? And he's like, yeah, no, Viagra will never be, you know, uh, banned by by God. And he's like, well, they were saying the same thing about liquor back in the day. Like he's being kind of a smart ass to him, mm. uh, which is fair. I mean, fuck him. But uh then well it's kind of weird that they never pit the the smarmy protestant guy against like the repressed catholic guy because sure. like there is like you know there's overlap there like i think they sure. probably both are sharing the same sort of weird views about like abortion and and birth control but then right but then they would uh, depart on other point i don't know it seems weird to throw that in there without playing it off uh catholicism more yeah, the the only way they really play off the evangelical guy versus you know the Protestant versus Catholic thing is the fact that like this guy is asking Tony to join his church um, without you know because he says I, uh, my Catholicism has pretty much got me covered and he's like what God wants is for you to love him directly without liturgy or an intermediary which I love that. Oh, did God tell you that? Did God say I'm not into the intermediator? <laughs> like, uh, but uh, did yeah. God tell you he was a real one-on-one guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did God slide into your DMs and just be like, "Hey, you know, you don't have to talk to me like through people. You could just like... God could fucking hate Facetimes just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I I assume he does. Exactly. Like I like now I like the idea of God having a phone and just being like, everybody text me. Yeah, yeah, what please. are you doing? Just yelling well, at his secretary, the, virgin, the Pope. That's why he has the Virgin Mary. She's like his publicist. It's like, yeah, yeah. Talk to yeah. talk to one of the saints. Like I'm busy right now. Talk to Mary a with the headset. I'm gonna see what his six o'clock is like. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, but then later on, um, so obviously this Bob Brewster guy is trying to get Tony to join the church. And in this scene, first of all, there's this theme throughout of Tony being really into dinosaurs. 
which I thought yeah. was, a, I love that as like when a When she cute... hands him the book, I laughed because I was like, am I supposed to know this already that he's into dinosaurs? Yeah. No, no. It's the first we've ever really heard of it. And I just, I love the idea of, she's like, I got you the dinosaur book, Tony. And he's like, <laughs> oh so... yeah, I love dinosaurs. Roar. Like, like this guy is literally a child. Um, but like, so there's this, he's looking at dinosaur books and shit. And then later we have Bob Brewster like showing up again um, to give uh, Tony a book on, what is his name? Charles Coulson, Howard Coulson, some guy from, from Watergate who obviously went to jail and then turned his life to God and wrote a book about it called Born Again. So he hands him a copy of that, really trying to like lay on thick the like, hey, even if you're a criminal, you can be reformed and you can be redeemed. Uh, and then he gets into the dumbest argument, uh, I think, that, like an argument that if you were trying to sell Tony on fucking like joining your church, you totally just bit yourself in the ass right here uh, regarding dinosaurs. And I have a clip of that. I hope when you get out of the hospital that you'll join us at the church of the open door of the Redeemer. Hmm. Oh. Dinosaurs, my kids can't get enough. Some people would have you believe dinosaurs existed millions of years ago. And I tell my kids, you have to remember, dinosaurs and human beings lived on the earth at the same time. What, like the Flintstones? It's in the Bible. But what, what about all that carbon dating stuff? A lot of scientists would disagree with you. I think you'll find those people all have an agenda, Tony. Evolution, which is Satan's plan to deny God. Evolution and salvation are mutually exclusive. We'll talk later. What's he saying? There were dinosaurs back with Adam and Eve? I guess. No way. T-Rex in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve would be running all the time, scared shitless. But the Bible <laughs> says it was paradise. <laughs> you can disagree with evangelicals, but they're great friends of the Jews, because Israel is the holy land. You wait. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? A lot going on there. We yeah. got a lot going. Yeah, there's a lot. That was a lot was in a, a lot. little bit of time. I mean, Again, you know, like, are the Catholics strongly in disagreement with the whole Earth is 5,000 years old and evolution isn't real thing? Like, it's kind of like they're not. I mean, modern American Catholics, yeah, probably. Because sure. I feel like. But if Father American... Phil was there, there, what, what would he say? Because I feel like. Uh, he might it's have a to good agree. question yeah he might agree i i don't know uh I, I do feel like we do have this maybe it's not new but for me it feels like this new like thread of traditional catholicism which mirrors a lot of like evangelical thought like very into right-wing shit whereas like i would say uh for most of my life the catholics that i knew and maybe this is just because i grew up in like liberal SLA, but the Catholics I knew were almost Protestant. Like they were like, yeah, I'm a Catholic, but like I, you know, fucking, I just go to church cause it's what you do. But I believe in science. I don't believe that dinosaurs are fake. Um, I don't believe Jews bury dinosaur bones to trick people. Well, the people. whole thing with Catholicism is it's like it's it's an ancient religion that you're not supposed to take that. Like most of the people right. that do it, it's like it's it's going through the motions of of tradition, like to make yourself 
feel good, but right. you're not like a you're not like a uh, a starry eye. You're not really. There's not that many people that are like zealots about it. Whereas like Protestantism right. has always much more been like, no, this is the literal word of the Bible, and we're gonna follow right. everything to a T. Whereas especially, like Catholicism yeah. is like, yeah, just try hard and you know ask for forgiveness if, if you screw right. up, kind of thing. Evangelical Christians are the ones who are really like. I mean, that's what this guy is. He's an evangelical. I feel yeah, like he definitely yeah. in that clip sounds more Baptist. Than- uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if like I don't know anything about the like which types of I know there's <laughs> a thing called Episcopalian. Like, I don't really know about all your Christian. I don't know all the Jesus stuff. I know about Catholicism. Well, look, a all, little you need bit. To, all you need to know is that Protestantism is kind of like German and uh, Catholicism is more like Spanish, Italian uh portuguese so and you just think about the differences between those two culture like germans always on time very literal uh italians and spanish like never on time they kind of half-ass everything they're romantic yeah yeah sit around drinking wine it's kind of like really hot paintings you know (laughs) very sexy very sexy Well, that's what i was thinking about um catholicism and creationism is like they probably have catholic stuff old enough to prove that don Dyn- like they would have <laughs> yeah. gold etchings of dinosaurs almost. right like, that's a good point been around for so long yeah not really but yeah you know what i mean like no no so for sure old. yeah and also like that'd be cool if you went to like one of those uh those European cathedrals where they have like the relics of the saints. And one of them is just have like, it has like a velociraptor skeleton. Yes. I want to see a gilded brontosaurus at a prayer fountain. They say Jesus, Jesus drank out of this dilapidorous skull, dude. Here's our fragment of the one true cross. And here is our, complete uh brachiosaurus skull uh yeah it's which... just like a gilded angel wing and then a pterodactyl right there. yeah yeah they uh you know it's the what is it the the father the holy ghost and the and the whatnot what is uh-huh. that yeah the father the son and the holy the, ghost yeah, the father the son and the holy ghost is just a triceratops yeah uh, that's just how they yeah. explain the trinity that's how they explain the trinity um <laughs> Anyways, uh, I also, yeah, I do love throwing in the, uh, a little bit of like, I don't know, the evangelical Zionist thing where they're like, oh, they're great friends of the Jews. And Hesh is like, just, just you wait, which, uh, I mean, that's probably prescient, uh, because evangelicals, the ones who are like Zionists do believe that all the Jews need to move back to Israel for the, uh, yeah. So God the, can kill them when the end, when the end. Well, comes. he only kills two thirds of them. Oh, okay. One third will convert. So oh, good. that's, yeah. that's how that goes. Yeah. Oh, but that's what their, their plan, not like that's, their plan. Wait, their plan. Cause they think, are they trying to get Jewish people to move back there? They, yeah, that's what, that's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The evangelical Zionists want all the Jews to move back to Israel. Cause once they do, then Jesus, can return and then kill most of them. Well, wait, what are they doing? Are they good enough? Did they like make a sandals over there? What are they oh, doing? Oh, no, they they give money to the state of Israel. And like the state of Israel just accepts it because it's like, I don't give a shit as long as you like give us money and help us move more Jews there because the state of Israel wants they Jews want there. to, but for different reasons. Yeah, they want they more Jews there so that they can they... outnumber the Arabs uh, so that it's not uh, technically apartheid, you know, anymore. You know, it's because if you have more Jews, 
than Arabs on the whole thing. And then, you know, then they can give everyone voting rights. And then but both can... people are using you for pawns. Yes. Don't yes. do it. It's a trap. It's a Is trap. It? I don't know. What if you just want to go? Now you can't because it's an agenda. It's an, it's uh, <laughs> Israel is a complicated place. My God, which I've heard. Oh, I've heard a thing or two about Israel. <laughs> heard it's strange out there. Oh, um, my gosh. So, yeah. Uh, so that's the Bob Brewster storyline. Um, we also have, obviously, him and this insurance nurse who uh, is trying to get him out of the hospital as fast as possible. Um, okay. Yeah. Question. Yes. I know that that orderly did not steal money from his wallet. Right. But did that even the idea of that being who he decided to target his anger on and shake down because of the anecdote that that lady said such a weird I there was guess. a weird story like she says the wallet biopsy like we're supposed to yes. know what the fuck that's supposed to mean and number one and then that like turn a phrase yeah but yeah. then they track down... that anger toward and i was thinking like okay they made her a pretty woman so he's not gonna fucking break her kneecaps right but then like to so directly make that something that actually happened was like what yeah going on? it's so weird it was like and, a weird storyline and fast forward again it's like this episode had like uh, like two too many storylines that we probably uh-huh. didn't need and i think this is very much one of them I, I i don't know that we like what are we supposed to take from the emt like did he we never we've never heard anything about tony not having money in his wallet before right and- all of a sudden it's like he goes to the cmt uh after hearing about the wallet biopsy and has them track down i guess his emt like were we supposed and- to conclude that like his his buddies took his money at some point exactly was there really two grand missing or did he make that up because he felt slighted well, yeah. by the insurance company Well, because then carmela says the thing about uh there being money missing from the package that oh, Vito and Paul right. give her and and I thought that was because they didn't want to give her that fucking money and they yeah, kept some of yeah, it but I didn't yeah. think that that was no, it has connected no, either right it has no relation it's like this storyline exists in my view so that at the very end when the EMT shows up to give him the money he can be magnanimous right. and be like yeah. I don't need it yeah. like I'm They're turning over a new putting leaf. a cat in a tree so he can save it like right. not quite that but that kind of thing yeah. yeah I think I think so I think it's supposed to be like the moment at which he goes like you know what I I don't need to it's sh- it's showing right before he uh, almost cries with Janice. That, right. Like, right. And is like, every day is a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does give him the one of my favorite, <laughs> like, offhanded Tony moments when the guy is just telling him, like, hey, man, the wallet biopsy is just part of the job. And uh, Tony says this. I was only doing my job. I heard a lot of that at Nuremberg. <laughs> Which is, I just, I love, I love equating this guy to a Nazi war criminal. Nazi, because he literally has to check to see your name and if you have health insurance, yeah. and he find you unconscious in a house. Right, and and it's like, here's well, the thing. they are trying to make a comment on like, oh, we have to check to see if you have money before we can take you to someone who right. will save your life. No, yes. of course. But then they, they kind of, of muddy the water with the guy stealing money, which with is a separate why? thing. Thief. It, yeah. That's what I'm saying in terms of like an actual EMT would run into a house where they had an interrupted right. 911 call and just see who this individual is. Yeah. But right. like you're saying, yes, like our healthcare system, make sure that you have healthcare before you take decide where to take you. But like they weren't just going to leave them there. Right. But also, I don't think this guy stole your money. What no. is happening? Like yeah. too loose. It's too yeah, good yet. 
It's like yeah, some weird lateral thinking that went too far here. Because yeah. I thought that part was made up. I thought that he didn't like the conversation he had with the insurance lady and yeah. decided that somebody in the universe owed him two grand. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> very possible. Uh, there's a lot of money uh, changing hands uh, in this episode, actually, that it, it almost kind of makes a little sense if you equate this to Polly's storyline and Jason Barone's storyline. So let's Which get also, it. Yeah. Like you said, there's so much going on. I fucking forgot about Polly. Right. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> like trying to fit all of this into just one podcast episode is hard. So we've got Jason Barone and we've got um, Polly's storyline. Story so we kind of have to do them at the same time. But the first is like Jason Barone is uh, Dick Barone's son. Dick Barone runs the garbage company oh, Barone. Uh, which we all know from like, this is how Tony makes his legitimate money. He's in, you know, the carding business. He's a, he's in the garbage business and it's, it's been a thing throughout this entire series, garbage routes, mafia, whatever. Dick Barone is dead now. And Jason wants to sell the company. And this causes all sorts of trouble between um, New York, Phil Leotardo and Johnny Sack and Tony, because Jason is completely left in the dark. He has no idea what his dad was doing this whole time. Apparently, he doesn't know what the mafia is, which wow. is kind of strange. He's Russ Hanneman. How can he? How can you expect him to know that sort of stuff? Yeah. I do want to say the second character that they disrespect the most after like the random disposable black characters is probably pretty boy white dudes yeah like, yeah yeah they yeah. will fuck with a pretty boy non-italian and just make him this big like, i don't even know yeah, like yeah. they make them just like the dumbest especially yeah. yeah the younger generation especially and like he he is uh, kind of like stays true to the whole sopranos thing of like the older generation never preparing the younger generation for the realities of their business and therefore like fucking up in major ways um, and so, so he's trying to sell to Chinelli who's run, it doesn't matter. He's like New York's trash guy is Chinelli and they, while Tony was in the hospital, apparently they got Jason Barone to agree to sell the company. And, um, <laughs> the worst part of this episode is, uh, Jason Barone is looking through his books and he's like, oh, we got someone, we're giving money every month to someone named Anthony Soprano. And yes. then two seconds later, he's like, oh, Tony oh. Soprano. I know him from childhood. And it's like, yes. you didn't make the connection between Anthony <laughs> Soprano and a guy you That's knew already dumb. named Tony Soprano. That's how dumb like, they're making him. How many st- he's like, Anthony Soprano, who is that? It's I, I mean, Uncle Tony? How many people like- do you know named Soprano? Like, it's not... Glad to hear you're selling the company. I've been going over the books. We're paying an Anthony Soprano second highest salary in the company. Oh, Tony Soprano, of course. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, it was Tony Soprano. Um, yeah, so that's like that's our intro to this guy is that he's literally did not know that Tony is short for Anthony. Like, they basically uh, wrote this guy like if you took Brendan Fraser from Blast from the Past <laughs> and then he came out of the time capsule and yeah. they gave him like a sanitation company. And he's right. like, gee, golly gosh, what's going on? And even even fucking he would be somewhat familiar with the mafia, you know? He'd like, be like, is this a shakedown? Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy uh, doesn't and- know. He's like, uh, you know, he's out there teaching skiing. He doesn't know his, he doesn't know his dad's mobbed up or 
I mean, I don't know how he wouldn't know, but it is kind of it parallels with um, Polly's storyline in that, like, while Jason Brown is learning the truth behind his family, Polly is learning a very dirty little secret about his aunt Dottie. I was a bad girl. How could you be a bad girl? You're a nun. These are too small. No, they ain't. They're supposed to be snug so she don't slip. Put them on. Polly, during the war. I was helping out at the USO, and, and there was there was this soldier, Russ. I got pregnant. I had a baby. Listen to her. The Alzheimer's is getting to her. You didn't have no baby. Polly, it was you. You're my son. But, but Ma. Maria Lucia is your aunt. I'm your mom. Powerful. Mm. It's a powerful mm. moment when he realizes that his aunt has been taking care of him this whole time and his aunt mm. is actually his real aunt is his mom and his mom is his aunt. I was trying to figure out whose story this was based on because I know mm. it sounds familiar. I, the closest I could come was uh, Jack Nicholson who like really? after his after like, he found out that his sister was actually his mother and his mother was actually oh. his grandmother, but he didn't find oh. out till like after they had both died. Um, oh shit. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. After they had both died. Yeah. They didn't even tell him when he got to be like a little older or shit. like a little famous. Yeah. Like, what, maybe <laughs> did they die before he got famous? <laughs> Uh, well, the, the, it was in 1974 that they found out because t- I guess it was time wow. magazine researchers found out. Uh, and then his mom and grandmother had died like four and nine years before, or 11 years before. Oh, damn. So yeah. they've been dead. Yeah, they've been so dead. They never got to see Jack Nicholson famous. Well, that sucks. Um, no, I think they got to see. Well, when did he get famous? 69. When was old One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Oh, that was like sometime. In the, 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 his first big one oh, was Dougie Easy Rider, was right? That. Yeah, there we go. That Am was I, uh, wasn't it Easy Rider? Am I crazy? He's not yeah. that, young yeah. and sexy like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then like five easy pieces or something. Yeah, I guess they were already dead when he was famous. What, you know. Hey, luck. you know. But that's heavy. It's heavy. And for, well, and I felt like I was, the second she said it, I just looked around, looked at the place that she was dying in. Yeah. Comparing it to how hard he's been working to get. Yes. His ma aunt. Yeah. Set up in that other place. Yeah. Yeah. Four grand a month he pays to put her in that nursing home. And and she's a stranger to him, which is like it's an interesting like uh, storyline. Rather than. Yeah. Rather than being uh, feeling gratitude towards someone who's not even your mother, but raised you like you were her Mm -hmm. own her whole life. He somehow he like he's he's just so incapable of processing feelings. I thought he was going to hit her. Yeah. (laughs) He sees when it he as went a grift. Over- he thought it was all a scheme to get <laughs> stuff. Which is- yes, because that's what he would do. He can't, exactly. like you're saying, Vince, I don't think it would ever enter his mind that anybody would do that out of the graciousness of trying to protect someone. Right. Or like I- what his aunt mom says later about what it would have been like for her as a nun at right, that time right. to say well- that she got pregnant. Like not thinking about any of that, only thinking that, mm-hmm. like you're saying, like this is, two old italian women's long con to get what in a slightly better nursing home right i mean i don't even i don't like i think it all just grows out of him 
he feels uh, like angry and uncomfortable at, about this information and he has really no way to, pro- he doesn't know how to process it. And so mm-hmm. all he does is basically get mad at the person who uh, caused this feeling, which is his mom and his mm-hmm. aunt. Like he, so yeah, everything, everything grows out of the fact that he's mad at them for making him feel feelings. Oh, how I dreaded this day. I gave you everything. I gave you a son's love. All under false pretense. No. You're a fraud and a phony. And she's even worse. She's a whore. My mother's a fucking whore. Don't say that. She was a young girl. She wanted to be a nun. And you helped her out. Cooked up this little scheme. Forget who gets victimized. Don't say that. And you. I was your meal ticket. The goose with the golden eggs. I went without. (laughs) So you could have the mink coat. The massage chair from Shopper's Image. The flat screen TV. Two thousand bucks for a woman I don't even know. Molly! (laughs) Molly, please. You're on your own. I never want to see you again. The amount- He treats her like it's a gumar that cheated cheated on him. Yes. that's exactly he already it. raised you like right right and, and the idea that he's like the like i gave you everything i gave you a son's love and it's like what the fuck is that <laughs> yeah. she, she raised you she right. gave you the ability to give someone a son's love yeah just like he's completely he's just so used to everyone being in it for themselves for yes. for anything that he can't see past like Oh, this is a surprise to me, and I didn't know this. Therefore, I must be—I'm being ripped off somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and it also like feeds into his like just constant self pity that he's in for like whatever the fuck ailment, whether it's his like fucking his back hurts a little, or like you know I'm not as strong as I used to be. You know, like he's just he's uh he likes kvetch I mean, that's he's definitely he a worrier yeah yeah he, know, he's he, just like having fucked up dreams and staying up at night lifting weights or whatever the hell. right exactly he he's constantly constantly worrying about something and uh so now he's worrying that this was this an evil scheme they cooked up this little scheme together i love that a little scheme the idea that someone would call being raised birthing a child in secret and raising it as your own a little scheme yeah This is, also, this is gonna pay off of one her, day when my sister <laughs> dies and i'm 80, I was about 89 to say, years in old terms of in terms of his aunt mom what the fuck kind of scheme is that for her? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna hang out and be a lady that just takes care of a kid that's not right. mine my whole life. It'll be great. Like that's not a scheme. And yeah, and the other on the other side, it's like his birth mother. Then the whole plan was what to to just find a way to be a nun. And yeah. so <laughs> the way to be a nun was to get pregnant and then give away a child. Like just I love Polly's thought process, and I also love um, there's a scene between Tony. And uh, Polly, where this is before Tony, uh, before Polly has fully said what is wrong with him. He's just fucking yes. up at work. He's clearly yes. not in the right headspace to, right. you know, to talk mafia business. And Tony just starts kind of like questioning stuff about his his aunt Dottie, who Polly's just told him uh, has just died. And I have a clip of that. Always wondered. They got hair on that Yeah, short. Maybe you don't want to talk about it. 
Yeah. Those wedding rings they wear, are they really married to Jesus? So I understand. <laughs> that face when he says that made me laugh so. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So oh, I understand. So, like just so filled, mad that filled with his anger. mom got laid one time. <laughs> Oh, I mean, at that like, moment, he realized, the- oh, shit, my mom cheated on God at one point. Well, also, he's just like it all stems from him having he's angry that he has to think about uh, his mom and aunt having sex or being like sexual yeah. or being people or women in any way. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. trying to cover up her feet. He's trying to cover up her legs. And then she tells him the story. And it's like, oh, man, now I'm just like. Compl- I'm just pissed at these two women for making me think about them doing it I, and uh, i did kind yeah. of when she was saying like i'm a bad girl i could feel like the rejection of like yeah n- i'm definitely not yes ending you being a bad girl <laughs> yeah that yeah. Means. yeah like, yeah yeah he's like uh, maybe talk about this with a priest if this is uh-huh. going where i think it's going um and a little easter egg for this episode uh for this storyline specifically the russ character russ is mentioned multiple times russ is the person that Dottie mentions the the lonely soldier that she slept yes. with. And he, at one point, Polly goes in. Oh, who even knows who this Russ bastard is? The theory is um, it's Russ Fagoli. Now, who is Russ Fagoli? <laughs> He's the old man from that party. Remember mm-hmm. when uh, there's that yeah, party yeah, over yeah, at yeah. Carmela's place? Fagolis. Yeah, they're the... The Fagolis. He's the one who kept like insulting Tony's like presence and they're stuff. They're the self-hating Italians. The but self-hating course, Italians. He's a big hypocrite. Carmela's mom invites them over and he's like she used to he used to be a diplomat and oh that guy yeah yeah yeah. his name is Russ and he was a soldier in World War II oh yeah because he's got all those awards and shit yeah and he like met Kissinger or some shit like that um and I I mean who knows if it's that's the case well you know what else what Polly's dad's name Russ this episode store stars Chris Diamantopoulos as uh, Jason, and he Chris Diamantopoulos goes on to play Russ Hanneman, Russ Hanneman on in, Silicon, uh, Valley. Silicon Valley. So, dude, there's, there's uh, a lot know, of connections there, dude. Like two guys named that's Russ. Something. That's, that's a lot of Russ. Two, for it one doesn't show. seem like a coincidence to me. No coincidence, dude. I think we we cracked the case. But I do like the so Figoli cool. theory. Like that does add to my enjoyment a little bit. It does because like of the that. fact that that character was such like a self-hating Italian. Uh, yes. Like he's allergic to tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and the fact that he would have the most Guido son ever is very funny to me. I, I just love the idea. Secretly, he birthed uh, a um, Polly. Uh, yeah. Just a person who he couldn't be like, there's no way he could be less proud of yes. Polly. You know what I mean? Like right. Polly is the the nightmare scenario for this guy the and ultimate gavone of all gavones the sp- ultimate gavone yeah. like just endless vowels in his last <laughs> name <laughs> yeah. uh anyways um so yeah um meanwhile jason's entire uh storyline kind of wraps up with like hit like Tony is now yelling at him like, you know, you've put me in this position with Phil where now I have to like negotiate this whole thing for you. I'm going to get screwed out of this business and I need this W-2. It's the only thing that keeps me legit in the eyes of the IRS. So um, 
so Polly is like kind of like, you know, low key threatening him a little bit. And Jason's mother goes over to visit Tony and begs for his life. It's just like, please don't hurt my son. And Paulie has this reaction where he starts crying because he, you know, he's going through shit with his mother. Yeah. And the he's got story a mom line, that's worried about him, unlike Paulie, who's got two like, women that are worried about him, but somehow right. he's in pity for himself. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, sometimes o- Ojibwe saying whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and so the the episode ends um, with. Jason is about to take out his rowing boat, what his rowboat. I don't know what you call that. What do you it's call a, that? Uh, what is it? It's not a skull. It's a skiff. Were you say a schooner? A skiff? <sighs> I forget. Someone will tell us in the email. I don't. I don't care. Something. Yeah, I don't really care. S- something I don't care about. Like a, a. I'm gonna call it a rowboat to piss off anyone who knows. Mm-hmm. So he takes out his rowboat. Playing with his dinghy. Oh, a canoe. Yeah. His Are you t- trying to say canoe? Is it canoe? Yeah, takes out his his canoe and um, Polly shows up and just beams him right in the kneecap with a lead pipe uh, twice. And then he screams at him, you're going to kick up four grand to me every month, uh, basically for the rest of your life or something like that. Um, And he says, don't tell Tony. And I realized at that moment, oh, he's he's going to juice him for four grand a month because that's the exact amount of money that uh that Polly pays in rent to keep right. uh his mother in the nursing home so right. th- his way of continuing to take care of his mother but without directly like being responsible for it is just to take the money out of Jason who has a mother who loves him and <laughs> yeah. this is like technically Paul is the closest Polly's going to get to like having a big heart right <laughs> I'm still going to pay this old lady yes. rent, but also she's still a lying sack of shit, yeah. so I'm going to shake somebody else down so it doesn't fuck with my bottom His line. version right, exactly. of Dr. Melfi is an actual lead pipe. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that lead pipe really did help him process his feelings about mm-hmm. his mother slash aunt. Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. Got and, him. That, and I feel yeah. like even after that guy bought the potential kayak, I don't know what it was. Yeah, whatever it's called. It was by... Uh, again, the characters that they write like this mm-hmm. because I feel the same way about the guy that Chrissy writes his script with. Yeah, yeah. Just like non-Italian men that just never think they're gonna get hit with something. Right. Yeah. yeah people like, who you are not already used... had enough interactions yes. with these people to at least think you might get hit. They're just right. constantly surprised. I mean, by I do. Yeah. Like that's a feeling that I have sometimes where like I meet uh. Like people that went to private school or something, and it's kind of just like, wow, you like just you just like strolled through life without anyone kicking the shit out of you every yeah. once in a while. Like, you really think <laughs> yeah. no one will ever hit you in yeah. the face? Yeah, like that guy got ambushed, but I right. still also just the idea of him being like, oh, like I settled it and it's done. You right. know what I mean? Because he knew so little. But also, what you were saying earlier, Matt, I think low-key speaks to them culturally sometimes totally totally in terms of protecting their kids from everything and thinking they're the end-all be-all i mean yeah that's partly the the general arc of the sopranos is like each generation is like trying to shield their 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 kids from the life but then the kids don't actually like learn anything they don't they don't have the uh 
what do you the call coping, it? The coping skills. Well, they don't have they, the they don't have like the stick to itiveness to make it make it in uh, the straight yeah, life. So then spoiled. they fall back yeah. on they try to fall back on the family business as as like their you know their safety business. But then they realize right. like they have no skills in that either. And they're, so they're even oh. more ill prepared for that than they are like a straight life job because yeah. like all they have to do for just like a straight job is like. Work, just show up just and work want to yeah but exactly that's so foreign to them that that seems like torture it, yeah it seems like torture and they're like i want to do you know i'm gonna fall back to the family business because it gives me an identity it makes me feel cool um and then of course they uh fail miserably at it because uh they don't know really what's involved and a lot of violence is involved now in this case jason i think was completely in the dark and was in no way expecting to take over the fucking garbage business. No, he just and, wants to um, get a check and go back home. He it does. It sounded even when the mom was there, it sounded like she would have maybe and like been paying better attention. He wouldn't have even gotten the chance he got to sell it. Yeah. I was thinking what's wrong with you. Right. That why is it going to him now anyway? It's because like, Phil Leotardo and Johnny Sack took advantage of. I think they made the offer um, to Jason Barone while Tony was in a coma, and so like he agreed to sell this business kind of under him. Uh, so uh, they, you know, they took advantage of Tony's weakness being in a coma. No, and... I'm saying the mom. Why did the mom let it go to the son? She oh, she was busy enough to come beg for his life, like take it over and be like, okay, she what was, was my husband doing? She was grieving. She was grieving for oh, her for her well, dead husband and didn't have time to think about it. And I, you it know, it's it. it makes sense. I feel you know kind of bad for her. At the same time, no, I, I get that. I don't honestly think that Tony would have done anything. And I don't think anything really would have happened to Jason because it serves no purpose for anything to happen to him um, if it weren't for the fact that Polly wasn't in this particular emotional state. And oh, yeah. It, it makes it very funny. There's so funny. many people that fall at the hands of just a bunch of misfortunes that they have nothing to do with. Yeah. And like the bartender at the strip club for four seasons. George, like yeah. there are certain people that just like absorb a bunch of shock that has nothing to do with them. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's really upsetting. Yeah, it's it's great. I always love to see who's going to be collateral damage. Um, and yeah, that's how the episode ends. Uh, yeah, but Tony gets out. He agrees with Phil about the whole garbage business thing. And uh, Tony's like, every day's a gift. Oh, also, the old guy loses his larynx. And Tony's like, ah, fuck it, and leaves. <laughs> and that is... Which, again, is just yeah. being like, okay, I guess every I got everything I needed from that character, and they will never speak again. Yeah, yeah. right, right. He got a little bit of like, oh, there's some fucking, you know... N not Eastern philosophy, but I like the way you put it. Like the Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, yeah. meta fucking uh, quantum mechanics philosophy of the soul. Uh, and he gets that and he leaves. And um, yeah, in terms and of. They ruin his beautiful voice on the way out. Like his best yeah. quality. They're like, yep, cancer took that from him. They just took it out from. Um, so in terms of the real gangster for this episode, um, I would have to say the real gangster, uh, health insurance companies. Yeah. yeah yes, for both Tony and the nursing home. That's honestly. right, dude. Yeah. That's both of them. I would say Vince. the ephemeral nature of human existence. Wow, dude, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. real gangster. Yeah, dude, that's the real gangster. Um, that's heavy as hell. That's heavy as <laughs> shit. Uh, also, um, the meta real gangster, um, the Sopranos uh, writing staff 
uh, trying to write black people <laughs> because they just, uh, man, just hire a black writer. Hire, <laughs> fucking just do it. They're so obsessed with wanting to get it right that I'm like, fucking have some black writing staff. Oh, but see, I never really got the impression that they wanted to get it right. I think oh, no. that they wanted to show exactly what they think and that yeah, they're you doing might a be great right. job of where yeah. they're like, they peek in on these worlds, make a couple snap judgments and go right back to where they 100%. were. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You're, you ever you're... notice how rappers <laughs> get shot sometimes? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if that happened in our show? Okay. Exactly. And then we do it for 45 minutes and then cut to like Ramblin' Man playing. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> Why don't they make the whole rap out of getting shot? <laughs> uh, cha-cha. All right. Um, <laughs> if I had to rate this episode, uh, and I could give it, of course, any rating at all, I think I would... Let's see. It's one of the episodes I I'm not so far probably the least favorite of the season. I give it a B plus. Vince, what would you give this episode? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty scattered, but lots of good parts in there. You know, yeah. uh, little column A, little column B. I'm gonna go B plus. Okay, that's yeah. good. And uh, finally, Katrina Davis. What would you give this episode uh, in terms of a letter grade if you had to? Uh, I'm glad I initially picked this because I was just in love with the shock of Polly's birth mm -hmm. mother. But now I'm realizing that my ADD brain, my ADD brain accidentally picked the most scattered like yeah. random episode. Yeah. But I'm going to give it a B plus for the bullet in mm -hmm. Treacherous Buttocks. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The B stands for bullet. The plus stands for Tretch. <laughs> Um, the plus is stretch. It is that it totally is, and uh, so B plus episode of The Sopranos, A plus episode of Pod Yourself a Gun. Katrina Davis, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I very much enjoyed talking about this with y'all. We, we love talking about it yeah. with you. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me at Katrina Savad, which is just S I V A D. It's just Davis backwards because there's too many of us, right? Um, and all my stuff is the same thing. So my website, my Instagram, my Twitter, everything. And I have a podcast called best, the best friend show that I just started and it's super fun. And it's just like my friends talking about their best friendships. And some Aww. of my, my friends have really badass best friends. Aww. It's turning out like super cool. So, yeah, I love that. Well, check out the best friends pod and check out everything. Katrina Davis, because she's hilarious, fantastic comedian. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having of me. Of course. Patreon.com slash Frotcast. The $8 tier gets you a shout out and a mafia name. Vince, we have one this week. Oh, all right. Well, let's do it. That's all not right. too taxing, hopefully. It's not too taxing at all. But also, it's a reminder to people, hey, uh, fucking, what are you doing? Uh, get join our eight dollar tier. A bunch of five dollars, but they won't bump up to three. Just three more, anyway. So, uh, the next one is Patrick. It's Patrick Van Stratton. Oh, he's got a couple of those two A's uh, in a row there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna give this guy two nicknames because he's the only one. Uh, okay. This week, I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Little Dutch Boy because I like it. Clearly seems Dutch, and also oh, sure. uh, the Aardvark because you know he's got those two A's. Yeah, in a row. I love it. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, it's a great name. Thank you, the Aardvark uh, slash Little Dutch Boy Patrick Van Stratton for joining the Patreon. Also, before I forget, and this is important, 
not just to me, but to uh, a very nice boyfriend named Zach. Um, Karen Ray Kaltenborn Nothstein. That is the full name of uh, Zach's girlfriend. Who Say is that again. A- what the hell did that? What? Karen Ray Kaltenborn Nothstein. That seems like too many names for one person, but I'll, we'll go it with is, it. I think she is. Um, where Where does the show Lilyhammer take place? Norway. Sweden? Norway. I think she's Norwegian. Uh, apparently, uh, yeah, she has worked on. She worked with uh, Steve Van Zandt on the show Lilyhammer, and uh, she's worked on a bunch of shit. She's like, she's really cool, and she has a great boyfriend named Zach who uh, reached out to us, and I wanted to wish her uh, a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Karen. You are fantastic and wonderful. Um, And I I love when someone, like, reaches out and says, like, hey, as a birthday present, can you, like, send, like, uh, some signed merch or something? Because I'm always just, like, I love that people uh, listen to this podcast and that their boyfriends or girlfriends are like, you know what would be a good gift? Something from this shitty podcast that no one <laughs> listens to, except for my my significant other. So um, it makes me Fish feel good. Gifts are the best gifts. I think they are too. <laughs> you know, this is, this is uh, uh, it's wonderful to find out that someone listens to the podcast and uh, they want to celebrate their birthday with us. So Karen, we fucking love you, dog. And happy birthday to you. And... I hope you keep having birthdays. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know a good way to end that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did, you did all right though. I did fine. Uh, patreon.com slash broadcast for all of the bonus episodes where Vince and I talk about literally everything besides Sopranos broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google voice number? Four one five zero zero four one five two seven five zero zero. Three zero. There we go. I did it. You got it, dude. It's been a long episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. I've been in a coma, starting no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful with my crime family. Don't post up a quote calling me self-pitying. Trying to get this nurse to give me some more morphine. Tony almost died and now he's pissy Shot by Uncle Junior but he still blames Bobby Rapper named Deluxe got shot like Fiddy Bobby has a plan to help out his underling Bob's plan Bob's plan Bobby watch him Marvin rap Calls his shot up friend X lax Says he'll gladly bust a cap in his butt Might go down his B.O.B. Bacalop Shot him in the leopard cheek in his butt again. Only costing seven G's. That's cheap. And still. Bad things. There's a lot of bad things in the B story. B by the B. Too many, too many stories. Yeah. Too many things. Bad things. There's a lot of bad things in the B story. B. Too many, too many, too many B stories. Yeah. I, I. Somewhere in the nun, Riantati's telling Polly, your mama is your aunt and your auntie's your mommy. What the fuck? How long knew she been lying on me? Who is Russ? Is he that old guy from the party? Now back to Tony. Watch a boxing on satellite TV, dog. Something vague about Jason Baroni. 
Seeking restitution from EMTs. Bob's plan. Bob's plan. Bob Brewster. There goes Aaron Arcaway. He is risen. Pastor says, now let us pray. Abortion. Claims that dinosaurs are fake. Might go down as B.A.B. It's bad. Can't list every B story. B plus. But at least it's still funny. Entertaining show. And still. Bad things. There's a lot of bad things in the B story. B too many, too many, but a B stories. Yep, it's true. There's a lot of bad things in the B story. B too many, too many, too many stories. Lots of butter B stories, bitch. Suck my dick. Here's the thing about the song. It's not really very long. I'm just going off the dome. My browser is Google Chrome. I let bitches suck my dick. They can't also eat my shit. It is fun, I lick the clit I enjoy some L-U-M L-U-M bum Sucking on my thumb Fucking on my dick And my dick makes me cum Flap, flap, flap A bird bat named L.A. Matt Who, oh, come on <laughs> Well, that bird bat part's gonna be confusing If you've never listened to the forecast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.